Welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing. I'm your host, Michael Bozy. Thank you for joining me today. As you know, if you've been following along, I'm in the middle of a series, which is called the Starting a Business Series, which is kind of a case example of my experience in building my own business. So if you're just getting started or you've been thinking about making the leap and starting your own business, maybe I can help you avoid some of those hazards uh, that happen along the way. Now, today I want to talk about the first few months of your business. Just take a closer look at once you kind of get things up off the ground, you start to feel like you got a little bit more uh, surety in what you do. Uh, I want to talk about getting efficient with a couple things. Uh, How to divide up your day and your week, right, so that you can be really effective and focused because there's so much that you need to get done in that those first few months. Uh, and putting some research in, right? Testing those initial assumptions that you have uh, so that you don't waste time on things that people don't want or people don't like. It's an instinct to kind of push research off. It's always something, oh, yes, 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 I'll get to that. But it's worth doing this early on, even though it feels like it's this extra activity. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that, but also just kind of putting things into a structure for you. And this is especially if you are coming from a corporate job like I was, uh, right, where things are structured. Uh, and when you strike out on your own, I mean, there's no one that's holding you accountable except for yourself, especially when you're just starting and it's just you or just a small team. I mean, it's really, really important that you get a structure in place. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And just before we get started, I want to mention that I do have a video version of this series. It's called How to Start a Business, a Case Example. It's available in an online course format on my site. You can find it at controlmousemedia.com slash courses. And I left a link in the show notes for you to make it easy for you. All right, so let's jump in and let's look at those first few months. All right, here we go. When you start your own business, the first few months, let's face it, are gonna be incredibly difficult. You gotta get used to this fact up front. It's going to feel like everything you do, every step you take is a mistake. I felt that way when I started my business. I made dozens of mistakes every single week, hundreds of mistakes every single month. I felt like everything was a slog. I had to learn everything. And you probably feel that way too. But It will get better. Trust me, I've been there. And if you've been there too, maybe you know that already. If you're brand new to this, it will get better. But let me give you some advice or at least share my experiences and what I did to try to impose some structure on my day to make this not quite so scary so that you felt like you were making progress. To me, when I started, basically the first few months, I divided the day into two sections. So, The morning was always about networking. I challenged myself to make three contacts every single day. Hopefully that was via phone, sometimes via email. And I was gonna have three meaningful contacts, conversations every single morning. Okay, great. Sometimes those were folks who maybe led to becoming a client. Sometimes those were folks that were networks that led me to another client. Sometimes they were just fact-finding and learning. Great. In the afternoon, I would devote that to writing. 
And of course, as someone who is a content strategist, that is my business, of course I'm gonna think of content as the way to go to connect with my audience, with future customers, future clients, for branding, for all sorts of stuff, but you can do this too. You're going to need content as a business. That's going to be the way that you communicate via the web. So to me, every single afternoon, I devoted to creating content, to writing new pages for my website, for writing new blog posts, for creating videos, all these things that I was going to need as business assets for my brand new business. And you can do this too. So I split up my day into these two, morning, afternoon. So I had the, the time to sort of be doing all the outreach in the morning. And then every afternoon was creating things and, and just working with these ideas and getting them out there and interacting that way. There's one other thing that you'll want to do as well, and I found this to be immensely valuable, which is to do some research on your audience. Now, of course, when you approach a business problem, you're trying to serve a set of customers, you probably know them well. You conceive this idea not in a vacuum, right? It comes from your expertise in the sector. However, you still want to be challenging that. So here's what I did. Using the Lean Startup Method, and this is a book by Eric Ries. Many of you probably already know it. Some of the concepts are really central to any startups or small businesses. You have probably heard of the concept of a minimum viable product. That comes from Eric Ries. But there's a whole other section in Lean Startup that is on doing qualitative and quantitative research. And I use this method to a T, and it's excellent. Let me give you the very basics. You can go read it for yourself. Okay, qualitative research. Get out there and do some interviews. When I started, I, I picked up uh, 10 or 12 interviews with nonfiction authors who were the folks who I was trying to serve anyway. I had a set of very deliberate questions that were very structured, and I went through each of them, interviewed them. Great. Now I understand from them in a qualitative fashion the language that they use, the problems that they have, in the way that they articulate them, really, really important. Then you take that qualitative research and you do a set of quantitative research around that. You know the language, now you can apply it to a survey. So I reached out mostly via Twitter to the same audience but to a few hundred people and set up a survey that was meant to be structured to help them. Right? So in other words, they had no incentive. This was not a paid study. I'm just asking them to do me a favor. But in return, I thought, hey, here's how to get them to do that. Provide some value to them. I've been in the publishing industry for 17 years. I know what it takes to be an author from working with literally hundreds of authors. So just by structuring this survey, you taking this survey in this structured fashion, you might gain something. And oh, by the way, I'll share the results with you so that you know how you match up against your sector. Excellent. Got a few hundred people uh, to take this survey. And the results, while most of them confirmed what I already knew because I knew the sector well, there were a few things that surprised me. And these were things that helped me get much, much better at serving this constituency because now they've told me their needs which a couple things flew in the face of things that I thought I knew. So now, think about this. Anyone else who was trying to serve this audience, I had a little advantage. I knew something about them that maybe others didn't know. This was a really great way to start.
So fast forward 200 blog posts later, I publish a post called Marketing Without the Marketing. This was taken right from the language in this research. All of these authors kept telling me, oh, I want to do marketing without all the marketing, or is there a way to do it without all this marketing, right? They thought of it as a bad thing. But it's absolutely essential if you're going to run a business as, as an author, right? So I entitled the post that, Marketing Without the Marketing. And you could see slow growth, slow organic growth, and all of a sudden it spikes. Why? Why is this one a hit? Because I'm using their language, right? I'm connecting with them with their own language, the things that they told me. So this is the blog post that hits. All of a sudden, my site starts to take off. Now I'm getting hundreds, if not thousands per week of people coming in reading my post just because of this one hit. And all of that was because of research. And now fast forward into the future, and now my podcast is called Marketing Without the Marketing because it's been such a great concept that people relate to because, again, it's their own language. A couple other things just to help structure your day so that this isn't so scary in the first days of your business, the first months of your business. One, you can probably tell from my blogging, 200 posts, a podcast where I'm over 100 episodes, you need to give a lot of stuff away for free. Take your expertise, give it away for free. And a lot of people might think, how can you build a business around that? How can you give content away for free? How can you give expertise away for free? My advice is always this to my clients or anyone who challenges that, if you feel like you're giving away too much, you're on the right track. Right now, in today's world, today's consumer behavior is much, much different. People have to trust you to buy from you. The only way to build up trust is slowly, organically, little by little, every day, showing your expertise until you earn enough trust that when it's time to pay for a solution, you become the go-to. Okay, but you also, as quickly as you can in your new business, try to find what one of my mentors calls an anchor tenant. So someone who is a client who you can rely on for regular monthly revenue or a set of customers who pay you recurring revenue so that you're not having to constantly chase it. It will buy you a little time to keep building your content and all the other things that you need for your business while you have already started a revenue stream. That's really, really important. So I hope that these things give you a little bit of a structure so that this doesn't seem so scary in the first few months. But let's face it, it is scary. It can be terrifying, it can be exhilarating. And hopefully if you're starting a business, you love that. I know I love it. You're probably in it for that as well. But you still want to try to put some structure, apply some structure to it, just so that you don't feel so scared all the time. So I hope that this helps you. Yeah, structure can be a great thing. And especially if you are a creative person, a writer, an artist, you know, this doesn't come natural to me and it might not come natural to you either. But this is why I offer this as advice, because whenever I've been able to do that, it's helped. So I hope that you uh, can put this to good use and that you find this to actually be useful. So 
Uh, now, if you want to jump ahead, I do have all these lessons in a video version, uh, you know, an online course uh, with tons of worksheets and templates and checklists and all that. So I left a link in the show notes for you, or you can find it at controlmousemedia.com slash courses, and you'll find my online course offerings there. All right. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you. And we'll see you on the next episode.